Hi there, and welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Today's episode, I'd like to begin with a short book review. The book I really want to bring to your attention is titled The Mind of a Missionary by David Jones. I'm actually reading it at the moment and about halfway through with it, but I have to say that it's already a huge blessing. The author, what he does, he looks deep into what motivates a missionary, the kind of expectations one could have in this ministry. The book is written very nicely. It's built around stories of missionaries. That makes it interesting. But each chapter goes beyond the actual story it describes and digs deeper into how Christ shapes that very sanctuary of a missionary's life and thinking, their mind, their heart, where the relationship with Jesus resides. The book chapters I read so far really spoke to me, and I believe they will make a difference in your life too. So, please, check it out. The link to it you'll find in the show notes. You see, from time to time, I'll be sharing with you books or articles, either from Adventist sources or perhaps some select ones from non-Adventist authors. I hope this will be useful to you as we go on with this. By the way, friends, to make the most of this podcast, please make sure you are subscribed to it. If you're using a podcasting app like iTunes, Apple uh, Podcasts, or Stitcher or others, when subscribed, you receive and download each new episode. Your app will download it automatically. And if you're usually listening to these episodes on the IWM website, straight from the page, from the webpage, make sure you're a subscriber to the weekly podcast updates. Either way, we at IWM hope you have a way to stay updated with this weekly conversation with these published episodes as they come out. Remember, this is our journey together as Adventist missionaries. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org slash podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Hello and welcome again. My name is Alex Ott, and in our interview today, I'd like to dive back together with you into a conversation on missionary health, friends. Yes, it is missionary health that is at the forefront of our attention today. As you might remember, we've been developing a series together with uh, Dr. Katya Reinert. As you may know, Katya serves as Associate Director at the General Conference Health Department. Previously, we recorded several episodes, and to be exact, we recorded four, where each follows a celebrations acronym. Each letter represents an important principle in a healthy lifestyle, which is absolutely, simply essential for missionaries. Today's interview is the fifth in the series. To make sure you have a chance to see those previous episodes, please take a look at the show notes for this very episode. With that said, let's jump right into the interview itself, which will be devoted to the letter B, belief or a state of mind, and why is it important for Adventist missionaries? 
Katia, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you. A pleasure to be here with you. I should say a welcome back because this is not our first That's interview. Right. And we are doing a series which is devoted to health, physical health of Seventh-day Adventist missionaries. Mm -hmm. So where are we in this series? What are we doing today? Yeah. I would just say it's not just physical, but it's holistic health, right? right and so exactly. we are doing a series that covers all of those aspects. And I believe, if I'm right, this is the fourth podcast. We are covering celebrations. Each letter stands for a you know important factor for health or health behavior that contributes to health. And so we've covered choices, exercise, liquids, and today... Is the oh, letter actually, B. It's the fifth it, one, Oh, it's right? the fifth one. So yes. we've already done four. So B is actually for belief. Precisely. So today is the belief. Yes. Now, even the word missionaries means that these are people who have very strong beliefs. Oh, and, yes. and they are actually lining up their lives for their beliefs. But let me ask you this question then. What aspects of our beliefs can impact our health? What kind of beliefs are we going to be discussing today? Very good. So, yeah, normally when we see belief, we directly think about believing God, right. right? Our faith in God and our beliefs, our religious beliefs, which certainly it does have an impact on our health. But it's not just that aspect that we will be talking about. We also talk about the beliefs that we have about life, about our experiences, about how we relate to people, thoughts that we end up nurturing that sometimes, whether they're true or not, become a reality and we start believing in them. And so we'll talk about how our thoughts end up becoming beliefs actually have an impact on our health, and they do. And we can give you examples as we discussed today, but you know, our thinking is directly related to how we respond to situations. And sometimes, you know, our emotional, mental health can depend on that. For instance, somebody who is optimist versus somebody who is a pessimist, you know, trying to always be a victim of circumstances. Uh, there are many different ways that we can evaluate our circumstances and believe something to be happening when it may not necessarily be the case, and that can be detrimental to our health. And so our beliefs are very important, both in this sense and also in the sense of our faith and how we use our faith to cope with the stresses of life and those kinds of things. So if in our previous episodes we were talking about the things like, let's walk really quickly through those yes. four, yes. C-E-L-E, what do they stand for again? So again, C was choice, uh -huh. right? The first E was exercise, L was liquids. The other E was environment, and, and, today, is and today is B beliefs. for beliefs. Yeah. Now, you spoke of holistic health, yes. and what happens in our mind very much impacts our health as well. Our physical health, yes. Our physical, emotional, mental, emotional. Mental. So can you unpack this a little bit more for us with those examples, especially what happens in missionaries' minds? What are some of those beliefs? So I guess it's probably helpful to just give a little background of physiology, if you will, how our mind, you know, our thoughts actually are related to an impact, our physical or mental health. So we know that basically our thoughts, our beliefs are connections that are created in our brain. 
and perceptions that we have. Many of them come from, you know, growing up, what we are taught. Others come from experience. Others come from information that we are fed through media, through, you know, cultural influences. And so we end up growing up thinking or having patterns of thinking and embracing that as reality. And many times responding to life, to circumstances in life based on those patterns. And so what happens, for instance, when we are exposed to stress, which we all are, and missionaries are. They're probably uh, more, more exposed to stress <laughs> than in domestic local situations. I mean, we all have stress, but the stressors, of course, as we know of missionaries, there's so many things that they're going to be facing in terms of transition, in terms of Adjustment. uh, adjustments. And so the way they evaluate those experiences, let's say if they perceive them to be highly stressful, what happens is that there's all these chemicals being produced, neurotransmitters that are released. And so you have cortisol going up, you have adrenaline going up that raises your blood pressure or your heart rate often. It may kick in the stress hormone, you know, excess in our body, which actually impacts our heart our kidneys, our, you know, adrenal glands. I mean, it really impacts us holistically, every organ almost. And that can actually have lasting consequences for more chronic disease later on, all based on our perception of stress. We know by own research that when we grow up, for instance, in an environment where there's a lot of stress constantly, let's say whether it's abuse or whatever, we, you know, have that pretty much stamped on our brain because of all these hormonal changes. And we end up taking these experiences to adulthood and that actually for life give us an increased risk of certain conditions. Likewise for missionaries, let's say they're in the field, you know, they're exposed to perceived stress that's high, that can constantly have these chemicals being thrown in their system, cortisol, adrenaline, and, you know, epi and all these neurotransmitters can give the body an impression of being constantly under attack. And this can actually raise chances of high blood pressure again, you know, in terms of physical issues. Even diabetes can be actually linked to that, inflammation, several things. And in mental health arena, you have anxiety, depression, sometimes PTSD, and many other conditions that can be insomnia, you know, problems sleeping. And so all of that can come from the perceived stress. Now, when we talk about perceived stress, why is it that a missionary can be in a very difficult situation and they don't seem to be perceiving that stress so much and another family comes into that very situation and the perception seems much greater of the stress. It has a lot to do, again, with their patterns of evaluating the situation they're in. It's very interesting how you have noted that, that two uh, families or two individuals can be under similar stresses but perceive those stresses very differently and have very different results or consequences. Exactly. Because of what happens in their mind. That's right, how they think through that experience. And so, you know, that really is something that we have to consider and that's where belief comes in because we have to evaluate Are we perceiving this as it is or are we augmenting the stress? Are we creating even more stress because of the way we think, because of our beliefs about this? So it would mean, am I realistic or am I pessimistic? That would mean augmenting this or am I 
too optimistic, meaning listening actually what's what's happening. At all. It depends on the circumstance, right? right? There is situations where you need to look at the problem as it is to call it and to fix it. If you just think, oh, there's no problem, everything will be fine, and you don't deal with the problem, that can be a problem later on and be stressful. On the other hand, if everything you see is a problem and you're pessimist, oh, this is horrible, that's horrible, that's terrible, oh, you know, I'm a victim here, and the victim mentality, we call it, or perception that everything is going to be horrible, that can actually have an impact on our health. So let's talk about stress and missionaries, mm -hmm. Katya. So we kind of laid this foundation right now. In missionaries' lives, mm -hmm. what is the role of stress? So, you know, as we know, because of the many circumstances that missionaries face in the field, they will, no doubt, be facing stress. I mean, that is just the nature of it. And stress is not a bad thing. You know, we need to, you know, be alert, to be ready to respond to circumstances. And when we are feeling that something is not right or that maybe, you know, we're not used to certain things, that prompt us to be alert and to think and to resolve the situation. And that's what happens with stress. You know, when we are a little bit stressed, not severely stressed, we are more alert. We are more, you know, okay, I have to resolve this issue. What's happening? Kind of like, you know, I'm in a test. I need to, you know, be able to be alert to get the grades and respond. So a missionary in the field, they will certainly be exposed to situations that will prompt them to feel uncomfortable, to feel sometimes stressful. Now, of course, there is severe stress that can come and it can be augmented by many situations like loneliness and, you know, lack of social support and the people they love in the field, you know. Maybe rejection, uh, rejection conflicts. conflicts with the local way of doing things, you know, with just a new culture having rejection to learn. Rejection of some parts of that culture. And exactly. Being perceived in a way that, you know, makes them feel less of because they don't match whatever the values are for that particular group. So, so there's a lot of new things and adjustments they need to make, and that can be stressful. Now, there's also deeper issues that can increase the stress level, but how they think through those circumstances will be critical. Their beliefs about themselves, about the culture they're facing, the people they're meeting, the circumstances they are placed in, how they think through that experience will be critical. Our latest addition to the IWM selection of online courses is a course titled How to Learn a Foreign Language. We haven't promoted it very much quite yet. You as a listener of the IWM podcast really are the first one to know. You see, learning a new language is probably one of the biggest challenges most every expatriate ever faces. If you master the language of your host community, it could actually become a major leap forward in creating those true friendships that we want so much. It will be a step forward in fulfilling the goals of your ministry. Now to access the course, please go to How to Learn a Foreign Language course link right there in the show notes. And of course, since it's the first time this course is out, we hope that you'll try it out and give us feedback. Let's make each IWM online course a truly worthwhile, I would say even transformative experience. But it is possible only if we will do it together. Together? for the sake of God's mission in this world.
So how do our beliefs impact how we as missionaries cope with the stresses of life? So basically we have choices, right? So, you know, if we are the kind of person, and of course this is personality, as I said, is also related to how we learn to respond to situations like our emotional intelligence and how we process stress, that is learned. If we happen to be a person who tends to be pessimistic, who tends to be fatalist, who tends to be thinking that they're victims of the situation, that can be very detrimental for their health, right? On the other hand, if we are able to rethink and stop and analyze how we are responding to whatever the stress is and say, is my thinking right here? Maybe I should, you know, again, use our... Maybe I'm escalating. Maybe Maybe I'm escalating. Maybe it's not, my impression is not right. I need to talk to someone. Or, of course, we can help to what we call have flexibility in our evaluation. That can help us to analyze things in a different way. Maybe ask people, talk to others that we trust, maybe family members or, I don't know, maybe someone in the field that we trust and say, this is what's happening. Am I seeing this right? And so before you embrace that belief, you actually take a step back and you start to, you know, think through what's going on and maybe change the way you think. That can be helpful to face that stress. So, you know, again, the way we evaluate the circumstance is very helpful. Another very important aspect of belief, of course, as we discussed, is, of course, our belief in our faith and why we're there, and the fact that God is with us, in the fact that we can come to Him. And so, you know, our religious belief in this case, our spiritual beliefs, can actually be very helpful for us in helping us cope. So, for instance, if I see a trauma or something that I face in the field, and I say, well, God doesn't care. He let this happen to me. I'm here serving, and I'm going through such a horrible, I've sacrificed so much. And here I am, and God doesn't seem to care. So that is a negative way of using, you know, the thinking, and we don't get benefit of our faith in that way. But if we say, you know, God brought me here, when we got this call, we prayed, and God opened the doors, and we're here, and He's with us, and we take this issue to Him, and we trust that He will help us through this, that is a positive way of using our faith, and that can actually help us to cope with that stress. And so these are two levels, negative religious coping or spiritual coping and positive. And this, the research has been done on this. We know, and in fact, I did some of this research as part of my doctor program, where we see that the positive way of using our faith is actually linked to resiliency. Resilience is a key word here. Oh, it is. Because, and what you're saying, I've also looked into the research that is showing that this trait of resiliency is key for expatriates, for religious expatriates, for missionaries, and I believe for Adventist missionaries as well. And so far, you've mentioned two things in coping with stress. So one would be how we assess what's going on. Are we able to assess it objectively? And sometimes it helps asking other people for how they view the situation, because just our own mind would tend to elevate, distorted. So the assessment is one second is trusting God really helps this resiliency, this ability to cope with stress. Do you have any more on this list? Well, you know, if you think of this, these are very deep issues that are, are very critical. 
as far as the belief, you know, that we're discussing today. I think the faith-based beliefs and also our Mm -hmm. own beliefs of that. And so, you know, I think that if we really want to cope with those stressors, we want to increase in the way that we use our faith positively or what we would call positive religious coping, where, you know, our prayers are such that will actually lift us up and bring us peace in spite of the storm versus that kind of attitude where because of our victim mentality, we're feeling maybe forgotten by God or maybe we're feeling that we're being, you know, persecuted or disciplined by something we've done in the past and God doesn't care. He's actually, you know, maybe disciplining us for something or getting back at us for something. That kind of belief is still bringing God in the picture, but in a negative way. And that is very detrimental. So I think those two aspects, seeing what kind of response we have in terms of relying in in our faith in a positive way, as well as evaluating our thoughts and our, you know, analysis of what's happening very carefully so that we identify potential distortions in our thinking about that. And we, you know, really ask the Holy Spirit to help change that that can really make a difference. So let's take a step back from coping. Let's go back just a little bit and talk about shaping our beliefs. So Mm -hmm. the question is how to choose what to believe? How can we be a little bit more careful with where we put our trust and what we think is true and how to correct some of those distorted things that we may not know we have, but that actually impact our well-being as missionaries in quite a negative way? Yeah, this is a very important question. I think we have to start by doing a self-evaluation of what are potential distortions that we may have. You know, and as I said... Am I too pessimistic or am I too prone to make... To be uh, a victim of problems. Do I get too sensitive? You know, I take things personally. Or to be stressed over everything or to be too fearful. Yes. Do I make... So you actually... There are many common distortions that are out there. In fact, there are books. Oftentimes, I like to recommend for people to read about potential distortions. I can, you know, think just a, a few examples. You know, there are people, as you said, they tend to look at things black and white. Is it a black or white? You know, so unless it's either 8 or 80, you know, it's kind of like there is no middle ground to flexibility of evaluating circumstances. And so if it is not black for them and it's white, they get very stressed and very because they are perfectionists, you know, it's a kind of like a perfectionist kind of thing. So they evaluate themselves under those lights. They evaluate others under that light. And it's a kind of a distorted way of evaluating things. Another one is augmenting things, you know. So there are many different distortions. By the way, all of us have distortions. (laughs) It's not just the missionaries. It's filters that, you know, things that we learn again growing up and by the media, by the culture we're in. And so by doing a self-evaluation and self-reflection on this, reading about this. You know, in fact, let me just tell you, there's two or three books that I think are very helpful with this, that people can actually do that even if they don't have the wonderful resource of a psychologist, of a therapist where they are, which is another way of learning our distortions is is by talking to someone like that. They may be able to help us see things in a different light. But there are some books that can be very helpful. One of them is by Lane Clark called SOS Help for Emotions. It helps us to evaluate why do we feel the way we feel and what's the thinking behind of that and what are our potential distortions behind that. 
And so exercises that helps you to see where you are, how you respond, and you start to learn how to reflect on your thinking and check if they're true or if they're distorted. You know. So in terms of actually doing something about our proneness to stress, the first step would be to evaluate myself, to try to look from outside, to see what are my patterns, what are of, my behaviors. Of thinking. Of thinking. Yeah, and of evaluating. Am I perceiving stress too much? Am I making it much more than what it is? Or maybe I'm not. I'm minimizing it or I'm flying away from it. I don't want to deal with it. And then, you know, that becomes a greater problem. So the first thing is evaluation of our thoughts. If there are distorted ways of evaluation, And this book I mentioned is one of the ways. What's the title of this book? This book, SOS, Help for Emotions, is one. And we will link to all of these titles that you'll mention in the show notes as well. Another one is also by a Christian psychologist. It's called Telling Yourself the Truth, which is a great way of, again, looking at the various distortions, finding what you tend to do in your thinking, and then trying to replace that with actual true thoughts. And there's an Adventist who also wrote a great book, Dr. Neil Nedley is another one, The Lost Art of Thinking, which actually helps you evaluate distortions, much like the Telling Yourself the Truth book, but, you know, it has... Excellent titles. So those are good ways of all of us can benefit from that. In the field, the missionaries can, but all of us certainly can. So that's one way, analyzing that, learning how to do. And of course, since we have the Holy Spirit, which is the one who teaches us the truth, guides us into truth, we can also use that wonderful resource as a way of, you know, asking for help into those kinds of situations, you know, helping us to deal with the stress in a productive way. And so using our faith, our spiritual resources, prayer, and releasing and embracing God's promises you know, so that they are real to us. All of that can be very helpful. But back to the beliefs, because the question was, how can we choose what to believe? So we need to be able to analyze whether the thoughts we have are true or not. And some of these resources I mentioned can help us Mm -hmm. to do that. The Holy Spirit, of course, Mm -hmm. can help. Mm -hmm. A therapist, as I mentioned to you, sometimes can help. This is the analysis part, getting to know ourselves better understanding what's going on with us, the evaluation. Yes, exactly. And in terms of the beliefs, what do we believe and should and should not believe? Is it true? Is it not? And so so those are some of the ways the Holy Spirit can help us, our self-evaluation can help us. And of course, in some cases, it's important to have a counselor if you have access to, because sometimes we're ingrained on thinking and believing some things that we think is true, but really it's not. And so sometimes we need help outside of ourselves And so, of course, the top one is the Holy Spirit because He will be able to guide us. Should we really believe this or not? Is it true or not? And then, of course, you know, if you're thinking about more mundane things like issues related to health or other things, you need to check. Has there been facts about this or studies about this that I should believe it or not? Because, as you know, there is the placebo effect. Sometimes we may believe on something and get a good response out of it, but it may not necessarily be true. It's just our thinking about it. We live in a world of fake news and fake beliefs. So as Adventist missionaries, for sure we want to have a very clear understanding of what is real and what is going on. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Katya. So we basically are coming to the end of this conversation, and we just have a few more seconds for you to kind of bring it together Because this is a very, very relevant topic to the missionary community. We want to be 
on the forefront of God's team, of God's kingdom, of what God is doing. And our thinking needs to be connected to His thinking through prayer and the Holy Spirit. And we need to be very balanced people. Yes. So just wrap it up for us. Yes. Well, I think you summarized it well. And I think that one of the important things for us to remember is that the enemy wants us to embrace things that are not in line with the truth that God wants us to embrace. And it's very easy for us to be deceived. And so we need to constantly be reevaluating what we believe, what we think, and ask again, as we said, for the Holy Spirit to help us in that process. Because sometimes we're hurting ourselves, we are contributing and increasing our risk factors for depression, anxiety, stress levels, just by that kind of distorted view. And the enemy is happy about that, but God wants us to be free. He wants us to experience, in spite of any stress, He wants us to experience peace. And He said, I want to give you my peace, this world. You know, the peace that you have, it's not what you need. You need the shalom that I want to give. And I think we can trust and embrace and seek that in our relationship with Him. Excellent. So what's the next letter? The next interview is going to be on? Oh, it's one that nobody can miss. It's R. Celebr, right? Brations. Right. So R is rest. Rest. You and know? this is what we will talk with you next yes, time. Yes, very important. Looking forward to that. Thank you very much for coming on, Katya. Thank you. To conclude, Next week, we'll return to a very special series that we've been running on the IWM podcast, which is fully devoted to honor, shame, cultural dynamics. As you know, and probably have felt, to understand how values of honor and shame impact people's thinking in most cultures and world religions is actually to open one of the most important doors to their hearts. Yes, the new installment of Honor Shame series that is led out by Gabriela Phillips as an interviewer is coming out next Wednesday. Please stay tuned and uh, come back to the IWM podcast next week in about one week from now. As always, it is our sincere wish that you will share this episode or would recommend the whole podcast to your colleagues, friends, family members, Let's make this conversation, the conversation about Adventist missions, an important part of our growth process, an important part of our missions experience of our ministry. Let's develop this conversation together. My name is Alex Ott, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.